This match is the main event and scheduled for one fall. Coming to the ring first, your reigning, defending podcast champions of the world, Adrian Tatino DQ, baby. And we are going head to head, Imano, a mano, dos, a dos, with No Way Out of Texas, February 15th, 1998. What a good year, what a good year, what, what a, a great good year, year to be in a me. set of Pampers it was. Houston, Texas at the Compact Center. Mm-hmm. Attendance was 16,110, buy rate a whopping 150,000. This is your lead up to WrestleMania 15, mm-hmm. uh, lead up to WrestleMania 14, I apologize, I apologize. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 14, um, this is a big deal. This is a big deal because this is the last. Um, this is the last no way out, or this last in your um, in your house branding. Um, no more featuring on the ring apron or, or anything else like that. And this is notable because this is the pay per view in which they had to cut Shawn Michaels out because his um, severe back injury, yeah. which would lead to his first retirement. Now you may or may not believe that he was in that injured. Um, some would say that he was a bit of a bitch when it came to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just didn't want to do the J-O-B. He didn't want his team to lose leading up to WrestleMania. But nonetheless, this is your penultimate pay-per-view leading into the showcase of the Immortals. Um, at the beginning of the pay-per-view, Jim Ross, he's revealing, hey, Shawn Michaels ain't going to be here for the eight-man tag match, but they're going to be looking for um, a replacement. Yeah, they're like, yeah. so who's it going to be? You know, there's multiple interviews throughout the show where they interview like Triple H, Triple H is like, it doesn't matter who it's going to be. They can't replace Shawn Michaels, but I don't know who it is. New Age Outlaw is like, we ain't got that kind of pool. We don't know who it is. Yeah. Owen Hart's like, I don't care who it is. I'll fight him. Stone Cold said, hey, it's always a great time to whoop some ass, <laughs> especially when you're in Texas. So no matter who you give me, I'm going to whoop their ass. What? So um, there's, who, who is it going to be? That they're wondering, and we get to that. Uh, we'll get to that later on. Oh, what a joy that person was. Oh, yeah. Um, but the first match here, we have Mark Marrow mm-hmm. accompanied by Sable. Mm-hmm. I guess the headbangers. Um, Mark Marrow is also tagging with the artist formerly known as Gold Dust, who at this moment is dressed like um, Marilyn Manson. And he's coming out to a, a um, bootleg version of the Beautiful People. Of course, the Beautiful People <laughs> would be a theme that you would see on SmackDown for a short time Raw. Uh, Marilyn Manson is not a great artist, I, in my personal humble opinion, uh, but that song is actually a quite of a banger. Um, you always know SmackDown was getting ready to get real when you're the beautiful people. Ah! <laughs> beautiful people. Ah! And we're playing like Here Comes the Pain. It's like, hey, uh, beautiful people. Ah! So, you know, but he's going out to a generic version of that, which is like, it's like one like beat off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah! Ah! so um, Mark Marrow announces that there's only room for one sexy lady at ringside. He tells Sable, get the hell out of here. Because Luna Bashad is here. And she's the sexiest bitch on the face of earth. I tell you, um, if I, I didn't if... watch Dragon Tales, I let Luna hop on my face right now and go to town. But no, Sable isn't good <coughs> enough. <laughs> This old hag Luna with the braids of fucking road dog gets the bags. 
<laughs> so Luna's out of here. Uh, I'm sorry, Sable's out of here. Luna's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to start the match off, there's a big corner bump, clothesline by Mero. It's not enough because uh, and uh, the headbangers are like, you know, we're getting control. Yeah, they they have control um, because they're an actual fucking team. It's not Mark Merrill who's supposed <laughs> to be a, a not even a Golden Gloves boxer, fucking bronze boxer over here, bronze gloves, fucking titanium plate boxer, and Goldust who's having an identity crisis. Yeah. There's no he's Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Monroe, or fucking Charles Manson. He's over here in the corner yeah. with. Like looks like one third of the fucking road warriors over here. Not animal, not hawk, but fucking bulldog over here. So you got a team that's not a team against a team that's kind of a team because the headbangers are like you know they're an actual team. They have actual tag team chemistry. And yeah, real man wears skirts. It makes sense that the heels are getting beat right now. Yeah. Um, top rope suplex, uh, drop tag team move by the headbangers. Lunar interferes and uh, she throws Thrasher and then bites the back of his head. Splitting him open from side to side. He's actually getting blood literally everywhere. Getting his ass beat right now. Um, Thrasher is hit with a TKO. Sable comes out. There's a skirmish on the ringside with Luna. And then the headbangers use twin magic. Mm-hmm. Or as I like to say, head magic. Ha ha ha. That's a category on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they end up winning with an inside cradle roll up for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, I match. I gave a measly two bells. Yeah, I give it two bells as well. Um, first match, you know, not being the two most uh, superstar fuckers in your business, in my opinion, should not have went 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you got what you got in this beautiful year of 98. Uh, the headbangers, like you said, being the, the chemistry that they have, the the veteranism that they have. What's mm. the word I'm trying to fucking find? Uh, oh, real tag team. That's what I'm trying to find. Yeah, they they should. And they, yeah, they they should win that match. It yeah. shouldn't have took them 14 fucking minutes to win that match. But with the whole storyline of Sable and Luna going on, uh, Miro, you know, trying to keep her back from kicking Luna's ass for whatever reason, I don't know. And you know, Sable finally literally blows her top. No pun intended. Nice rack. Uh, she she pushes Miro to the ground. I mean, not not one of those a, a bitch push. This was a grown man push. Yeah, and Mero sold a shot of it, and they had a good crowd reaction from it, and I, I think they loved it. But, yeah, the only bitch in that situation was Mark Mero. Absolutely. Which famously, uh, she would body slam him later on, mm-hmm. and Stone Cold was supposed to fight Mark Mero for the championship, and Stone Cold said, oh, nah, he just got thrown down by a bitch. I ain't doing that. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, this is leading somewhere. Sable's mm-hmm. over because she has titties. Yeah. Um, she's the only thing about this match that was over. Yeah. Because she has titties. Um, but yeah, two bells, never, nevertheless. I ain't mean to branch off that far, but. Nah, but you're right, you're right. And here's a match that should have started the show. Sunday comes out, she's the guest ring announcer. And it's uh, for the light heavyweight championship. We have Taka Michinoku mm-hmm. uh, against Pantera with Brian Christopher, Grand Master Sexay, um, doing commentary with his daddy, mm-hmm. Jerry the King Lawler here. Jerry the King. Um, you know, there's some offense exchange between both of them. Um, springboard uh, crossbody from Taka. And then we get a spinning, diving hurricanrana to touch Taka Michinoku from the apron to ringside. Mm-hmm. Pantera applies a submission hold. Um, he does a chicken wing stretch. And he does a modified STF submission as well. Taka kicks out. Um, he gets, he once again moonsault again. There's, a, there's another moonsault. He's on ringside again. Um, they roll out. There's a second attempt for another moonsault. They hit a few, like, diving maneuvers. 
And then there's this good spot here where um, another diving crossbody to the outside. Mm-hmm. Talk is taken out. He's laying on the outside. I haven't seen. I hadn't seen it. I don't. I don't you know, I don't think how many times I've seen this move done, but. Um, Pantera does a senton over the top rope to Taka while he's on the ground mm-hmm. in a bump that, like, shit, that has to hurt. Yeah. Um, but after Taka avoids a moonsault, hits the Michinoku driver for the win, mm-hmm. and then um, he later dives on top of both Jerry, Jerry Lawler, Lawler and Christopher. They were just talking shit. And they leave the crowd. But what we need, what we really need to talk about this match. We'll get to our grades and everything. Mm-hmm. The racist <laughs> shit that was said. <laughs> like it's like one thing when JBL is chasing Mexicans away from the border. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's the character, yeah. right? When you got these guys calling Taka Michinoku, who is Asian, Taco Michinoku. His, they call his senton a California roll. <laughs> they start calling him slanty eyes. Oh, man. That is ridiculous. And, like, you can hear JR, who's just, like, so fucking <laughs> done with it. He's like, bro, can we? No, like, stop. Like, And you hear, chink. Like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, you're using slurs at this point. And you got Jim Ross like, oh my God, let's please stop. Like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're gonna get fined. Like, it's it is pretty pretty damn ridiculous. I, I only if only if uh, Taka knew what would happen. Uh, some odd uh, twenty years later with the Asian hate deal. But here we are in '98, and they're still calling this man the uh, the kid that did not get destroyed by Hiroshima. But golly, he uh, he gets the win. I believe he got so called uh, somewhat vengeance. Yeah. On Lawler and Grandmaster, you know, with the crossbody, he hauls ass through the fucking crowd. Like, he almost yeah. takes out a little girl in the front row. Like, <laughs> yeah. he jumps in that boots, like, two inches from her face. Yeah, family of five with a parsnip. Of course. He, he misses all of it. The only way he can do it. But a uh, good good win for Taka. I, I, I give it two bells as well. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half. Uh, it's a ten-minute match. Take, take you know, take some time away from that opener. Yeah. Switch the roles. Um, nonetheless, we get to the next match. Um, the Quebecers against the Godwins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they do some technical wrestling here. Um, a few shoulder takedowns, arm twists, arm bars, the whole bullshit. Um, nothing really happens, man. Um, not, it, it's rest hold after rest hold after rest hold. Um, there is a moment, though. Um, it's like the finishing move. I, I don't know what the name of their finishing move is. Um but there's like a, it's like a senton type of deal, um, that the Quebecers do. Um, but then you know, Pierre is hit with a clothesline. And that's that's ball game. Yeah. He, it's it's over pretty damn quick. Um, we feel like it's over pretty damn quick. It's eleven minute match, but still nonetheless, like it, not a lot happens here. Um, Just a typical old fashioned tag team match. You know what I mean? It was it was, it was pretty boring. At least as you can tell from our our fucking commentary right now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, given, you know, man, I, what would even say about it? I just know after the match, uh, you know, they get hit, mm-hmm. the Quebecers get hit with slot buckets. And that's kind of all yeah. um, that's, that's, you know, ball game. Um, personally it was 
pretty shit match. I'd probably give like a one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go one and a half as well. Maybe a fucking one. It was a waste of time. Waste of time. Yeah, a waste of 11 minutes and 15 seconds of my fucking life. Uh, next, though, we have uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett with Jimmy Cornette against Justin Bradshaw for the NWA North American Championship. Um, this was actually, in my personal opinion, was a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, just like a fucking Texan, Texas Chippendale dancer yes, with his cowboy hat and his bull whip and his chaps on. Is he's wearing assless chaps? He's a grown man, <laughs> um, but you know, it was a good match. It was honestly a good match. Um, Bradshaw looked great. Like he was hitting, like he was hitting some stiff ass clotheslines. Oh, yeah. um, he hit a diving crossbody. Um, he hit a follow a slam. Um, Jared's working over the knee the entire match. He hits a he hits a low a few low kicks, drops an elbow on it. Um, it was a good match. Did it belong on this card? Probably not because it was meh. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it, it wasn't a bad match. Jarek got hit with a pretty solid power bomb. Um, Cornette gets on the apron, and then Bradshaw throws him in, throws him into Jarrett. Um, as the referee's trying to get Cornette out of the ring, um, Jarrett hits uh, Bradshaw with that tennis racket. The match is stopped. He gets DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarrett goes off on Mike Kyoto. Bradshaw takes the racket, hits him with it, and then the whole NWA roster comes out <laughs> to beat the shit out of Bradshaw. But then Legion of Doom comes out to a big pop, and they chase away the whole NWA roster. Yeah. Um, honestly, at this point, it's probably one of the better matches of the night, more laid out, more hard-hitting match of the night. Most definitely. Uh, I'm still giving it a two. But you know, you're like, okay, well, the card is going in a good, you know, it's going yeah, in we're a good direction. Getting we're getting, there. yeah, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I give it a two and a half. I, I like Brad Shaw's physicality. Maybe when he turns into, you know, JB on the later days, this this big fucker. He, he's like you said, giving the steel clothesline, the power bomb. He's working his character over. You know, when he's with the uh, APA, him and Farouk, he really was a, a stiff, brutal motherfucker. Then he didn't give a damn. As long as you had the, the price. All right, it's he's, fuck he, your life. Yeah, he's, hit yeah, you. you got the price, fuck your life. And he's going out there. He's doing his job. Jeff Jarrett, me personally, I've I never been a, a huge fan of Jeff Jarrett wrestling-wise until he smashed you with a fucking guitar. Yeah. But, I mean, like, like Adrian said, could the match have been somewhere else most definitely? But it was a good match from the crap we had to witness for the first 20-some-odd minutes. So, leading into a good direction, mm-hmm. I will give this match a two-and-a-half. No higher than a three. I'm feeling generous. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, next match, though, we have the 10-man war of attrition. War! Mm-hmm. <gasps> what is it going for? Absolutely nothing. Say it with me now. <laughs> um, no, but this this was actually a pretty good match. Um, we got, you know, we are the nation. Of domination. Um, of domination. And masturbation. We are the nation of masturbation going up against... Um, Ken Shamrock, Ahmed Johnson, God. and the Disciples of the Apocalypse, Chains, Eight Ball, and, and Skull. MJG. Oh, wrong. wrong okay. Wrong <laughs> My bad. Um, in this war of attrition match, it's supposed to be like a war, but it was really just a normal 10, ta- 10 man tag match. Of course, the nation domination at this time is The Rock, Farouk, D'Lo Brown, Kama Mustafa, and Mark Henry. Kama Mustafa, you would um, know formally as the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean it's a good match. Like the Rock is the Rock. Yeah, Ken Shamrock's great. You get anyone on the, you know, on one side, the Nation of Domination. You put any single one of them out there, 
they're a star. Yeah. Um, D'Lo Brown has charisma. I feel like D'Lo Brown could have been so much more than he was. Yeah. Came out doing the damn uh, the head shake. That I'm trying to think who. Who was? It's uh, old. Tennessee School of Death. When they they come out there and they uh, <laughs> they do the shake around and roll, baby. Yeah, they're coming through they're it's, jacked it's, up. They're ready to learn some shit. There's the old NFL player who used to do whatever he got touchdown. He used to it's like the chicken walk or the hell it was. He used to be, uh, probably Ray Lewis. Probably shake his uh, head. One of them old. Uh, one of those little basketball yeah, kills somebody. Um, but you know, charisma all over the nation. Domination. Brooks oh, yeah. being like the dad from fucking Good Times, being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dila Brown, Colin Mustafa was kind of just there, but he saw his charisma. Mark Henry is this big black motherfucker over here. And of course, you got The Rock. Dwayne. You got Rocky Dwayne. Mavia Johnson. Yes, he is there. He's doing this thing. On the other hand, though, you got Disciples of Apocalypse. I can't tell you what any of those sad sacks of shit you're doing now. Uh, probably dead. And then you got um, Ahmed Johnson, who the, is uh, like. Brand Ambassador of WWE. He's doing great. Oh, that's tight. That's tight. Same difference. And then you got Kim Shamrock, this former UFC badass who, who translates to WWE and breaks people fucking ankles before Kurt Angle was ever doing it. So, um, but we got Ahmed Johnson over here. He body slams Mark Henry to start off. Uh, Brown hits the lowdown. Um, he literally goes over halfway of the ring uh, across the ring. He goes for a moonsault on Skull, misses that shit completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like a moment when like you think that Rocky, The Rock, and like Ken Shamrock are about to like go head to head, which the crowd is like, "Yes, like this is what we want." Especially after that screw job finish at the Royal Rumble 1998. Listen to that podcast for what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's building up, and then all ten men start to beat the hell out of each other. Um, it was a big ass brawl. Um, Fruit gets hit with a spine buster, and then Shamrock comes in, hits a belly-to-belly to to the rock, and then puts that bastard in the ankle lock and makes him tap the (laughs) fuck out. Um, After the match, the rock and Fruit get an argument. The rock says, bullshit. I'm done with this shit. I'm the rock. Shoves him. He's leaving. And then what does Fruit say? Get your ass back in here right now. Get in the fucking formation. And what does he do? He gets his ass back in there and gets in formation. But with a hesitant Black Lives Matter fist after the whole group had, you know, Put their fist up and struck their their cameo picture. The Rock was the last one to do so, and you can tell at this point he's turned into the Rock. He's done with domination, domination bullshit. One of the most powerful factions in WWE, but he's fed up with this shit, and you will see more in recent uh, times to come. But yeah, the Rock is turned into the Rock. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it a three. It had promise. Um, the highlights of this match, in my opinion, are the Rock, mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock, and D'Lo Brown. Great, it was great storytelling. I, I I give it a three as well. The highlights to me was you know the Rock finally you know becoming a man of his own. Yeah, he's about to start branching out, and uh, like you said, Kim Shamrock and Rocky Mountain they was trying to get into it the whole fucking time, but they just it when they did happen, it was over with pretty quick, fast, and in a hurry. And like you said, great storytelling for Root trying to keep his boys in line. Uh, I think it was uh, Godfather. Yeah, who was holding for back from trying to whip dog ass out of the Rock. You know, being the young. young uh, rock that young blue chipper, yeah. yeah. And he was just trying to keep peace, but Farouk wasn't having it. So, yeah, great storytelling. I give the match a three. Yeah, it was, it was an okay match. Uh, next, we have two beefy men slapping beef, slapping meat. Uh, we got Vader and Kane. Vader beats the shit out of Kane before he even gets a chance to put his hands up and drop that fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but quickly, Kane starts to beat the hell out of him. This is a match full of just no selling from both men. Fucking taking choke slam left and right, throwing punches hard in the face. They're fucking beating beating each other's ass hard. Slapping meats. Oh, they're slapping meat real hard. Um, 
which I never thought I would say out loud like that. Um, <laughs> but Raider kicks Kane in the balls, so he doesn't have to get chokeslammed. They go back and forth. They go outside of the ring, and uh, Vader sprays Kane in the face with a fire extinguisher. Don't get me wrong. This is not a notice qualifications match. So what in the <laughs> shit are you allowed to do stuff like that? Um, it does not make sense to me. Maybe I am stupid, but I'm pretty sure spraying someone in the face with a hazard fucking powder that's used to put out fires is not illegal. Mm-hmm. If I can't do it in an office setting, then how can you do it in a match? If I go to a church full of young children and I take a fire extinguisher, I spray them in the face. That's a felony. Am I right? Yeah, you're going to hell, too. So why can you do it in a match? Well, maybe he's a big red machine and he's full of fire and, and brimstone and Vader was putting out the fire. Sounds brimstone. like some bullshit JR would say to justify this bullshit booking. Oh, yeah. Speaking of bullshit booking, he power bombs Kane. Kane stands up. He says, I ain't doing this shit. Choke slams Vader. <laughs> choke slams him. And then Vader gets back up. Vader says, I ain't doing this bullshit. And then Kane tombstones his ass, grabs a wrench, and fucking hits him in the face with it. Got to me. He said, you said what bitches is over with. I'm in there right now. No sell again. Clocks him in the head. I believe for real. Um, if we're just going to stay in kayfabe. Vader's dead now. Um, both kayfabe and real life. <laughs> but after getting a fucking wrench to the face, I'd say he's pretty done for. Yeah. And then they take his big ass out on the gurney. He's Antonio Brown now, right? Yeah, he's CT all the fucking way through. You thought Tua got hit hard. Oh, damn, you ain't seen nothing until you see Kane hit somebody in the fucking knee. And believe it or not, you know, uh, Vader's the one that gets hit in the face with a damn wrench, and he's not the one that has the Anthony Hernandez type of life. <laughs> or the Aaron Hernandez type of life, I should say. That will come later on in 2007. Oh, yeah. Um, nonetheless, I gave this one two. I give it a three just because he got hit in the head with the fucking wrench. I mean, yeah. like... He gets tombstone lights go out. You're like, what the hell is Kane doing? And he just nails him with a damn wrench. EMT comes out. Like you said, it was a it was a no sell stiff match. So for something to go from being such shit and brutal to damn, he actually fucking hit him in the head with a wrench. Yeah, he smacked And the EMT comes out, and like, you better never needed EMTs before. Like this, this this could be very serious. And Kane does it, and Paul Bear has that that sick look on his face that he always has. That oh and they're enjoying it right now. So, yeah, I, I give it a three just because it, I'm going to bust. The violin at the end. And these, these are two no-selling, big, meaty motherfuckers slapping meat. Slapping that meat. Kane did what he had to do. He did what he had to do. He knew he wasn't going to stay down up the tombstone. He hits him in the fucking head with a wrench. That, it, I'm sorry. You do what you got to do. This is a dog-eat-dog world. And, damn it, Vader was the big dog that got ate. I like that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and your main event. Ah, you got the Texas Rattlesnake. Stone, Cold, Steve, Austin, uh-uh. Owen, Net Break, Aki Breaky Heart, Cactus, Mick Foley, Jack, and Chainsaw Charlie. How, oh, how the fuck did Chainsaw <laughs> Charlie end up in this match? But we got one more person we should not fucking bear either. You got one sixteenth of Degeneration Next, Hunter Hearst, Triple H, Hemsley, the New Age Outlaws, Badass Billy Gunn. And the road dog. Oh, and, you didn't know? And just for you guys, I'll let Adrian name the last superstar in this match. Tell us who it is. He is the pride of Puerto Rico. He is the golden child of the golden land. He is the badass with the tan skin. I said he's got some 
Grandmaster's sexy glasses on, some I work at Home Depot pants, and some motherfucking tight ass red shirt. His name is none other than the man with the plan, Savio Vega. <laughs> yeah, that shit sucked. Yeah. Um, Vega. How many times are we going to hear that name in the next coming years? Probably one more time. I'll probably <laughs> say. Um, they, they come out with like trash can lids and chairs and stuff. Um, you know, Chainsaw Charlie, I don't recall if he had a chainsaw or not, but I don't think he did. No, not that um, Captain Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, they're beating the shit out of Road Dog. Meanwhile, um, Triple H is getting strangled uh, by the announce table with a fucking broom <laughs> handle. Um, and Owen Hart fucking <coughs> puts gun through a table, puts him in the sharpshooter. Oh, yeah. And then the match actually starts. Okay. So it's decent for a while. They're doing their whole wrestling. You're in, you're in, tag out, tag out, doing the whole deal. And then shit just gets crazy again. Yeah. Um, there's this moment where Billy Gunn's getting ready to get in and and, and cause a little bit of mayhem and fucking Stone Cold <laughs> takes a trash can, throws it from damn near one end to the other. Billy Gunn sells like a champ. Um, Billy Gunn goes to the table. Cactus hits the clothesline. Um, everyone's kind of out. Road Dog kind of slides in, gets hit with a stunner. <clears throat> One, two, three. Afterwards, Billy Gunn says, well, I'm going to go ahead and get in there. Scissor me, Mr. Austin. <laughs> Fuck that. Stone Cold Thunder to you, too. <clears throat> He's celebrating. He's doing the Stone Cold thing. Throwing both arms up. Uh, give me a beer. Give me a One, two. China comes out. China says, nah. You're a bitch. She pushes him. Stone Cold says, ah. Okay. I'm gonna walk away. I won't hit a woman. I'm gonna walk away. I'm not gonna hit a woman until 2001. I'm gonna walk away. He said, I don't need to, I don't need y'all to know I actually beat women. He walks away for a second. Yeah, I'm gonna chill, I'm chill. She comes back, she pushes me in. He says, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get out of the ring. I'll leave. I'll be the bigger man. I'm gonna go home and hit Deborah. I'm gonna go home. He's gonna the ring. She grabs him. She gives him the birds. Oh. He says, Oh, 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 ha ha. She she's walking around. She's looking around. He taps her on the shoulder after shaking his head like it's fucking D-Lo Brown. He kicks her where her dick is and he stuns the hell out of her. And he says, Oh no, you big son of a bitch. Gives her the birds. And then we fade to black. This has been no way out of Texas in your house. Match overall, I give it a three and a half. It had a lot of character to it, a lot of charisma. Uh, the storytelling, I was kind of lost, you know, with the appearance of fucking uh, Savio Vega yeah. and Chainsaw Charlie. But, else. You know, Triple H, he was getting his ass beat every most of the match. Yeah. Freaking Road Dog and uh, Billy, they're selling that the spot for me was Stone Cold when he hit fucking, Do a Billy fucking trash, trash can. Fuck you. <laughs> that was gold. That was gold. <coughs> but, uh, the match itself, you know, didn't hold too much to me. The post match, you know, yeah. we did the, the segment with China and you know the stunner. That was the, the best part of the match. Yeah. Shit. yeah, so yeah, I'll give it three, three and a half. I'm um, gonna give it three as well. Um, let's get into awards. Time's ticking away. Let's get to awards. <laughs> match of the night. Uh, I go main event. It's, it's, uh, I'm gonna go main event as well. Yeah. Uh, worst match tonight. Uh, do we have Takamisha Noku and Pantera, or do we have? Uh, Gold dust with fucking marrow. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Quebecers and and the the hog fucks. You yeah. know them. Um, Quebecers and the whatever they call them. Goblins. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, star of the night. Because I'm giving it a Stone Cold. I think this is Stone Cold's show. But yeah, yeah. The Throwing the trash can across the ring. Yeah. Stunning everybody. We'll go Stone Cold. 
Could be The Rock as well. Stone Cold, The Rock, Sable. It's, it's, it's a couple in the crowd love. Who you got for the ride back of the night? I'm going to go with Mark Marrow. He got, he got pretty bitched out this one. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with the Disciples of Apocalypse as a team. I don't remember any of them. Yeah, they're man. all probably dead. Probably. I think they're all probably racist as well. I wouldn't doubt it. Of course. Um, spot of the night. The trash can. Trash can. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, that was, uh, that was like one of the one moments we went back and said, okay, yeah, let's watch that part again. <laughs> uh, Botch of the night, you point out any? Uh, I didn't see too many bodies. Probably besides the escape from Mich- uh, Mikinoka when he's trying to hop out the crowd. He fucking never kicks a kid in the head. But, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Vader when he powerbombed Kane. He had a similar like, uh, hard time getting off him. It was kind of like a baby powerbomb. Yeah. Um, besides that, though, was a, it was was a, this was a below average show. Yeah. I'm going to give him the show at two in total. Yeah, I'll go two. Yeah, uh, 98's a rough ass year. Yeah, it was. He was born in 98. He was just born in 98. There wasn't nothing exciting about it. I mean, yeah, if you're born in 98, you probably have a rough ass life now. Oh, yeah. Rough ass life. Nonetheless, this has been the Nose Qualifications Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Adrian. I'm Tay. And on behalf of Laszlo, we got another story update for you. You know, he's back. You know, the whole child support thing is, is going horrific, as you would assume. Yeah. Uh, he's he strong out on drugs right now. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him at Salvation Army under the bridge. If you would just go by, if you're in the Knoxville area, you see Laszlo just say, hey, man, no, uh, no DQ guys. Drop them off a few boiled eggs. Yeah, chop a few boiled eggs, a condom, and a little season pizza for five bucks. Just tell him, get back on your feet. What else can a man ask for? Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. And take care of responsibilities, you sick fuck. Because I don't think he's feeling very oozy. No. I'm feeling oozy, though. This has been the Most Qualification Podcast. We'll see y'all next episode. Yeah, buddy.